Hey queens, hey kings, what's up good people? I am Sharana Reeves and you are listening to These Three Things Podcast. Happy Thanksgiving everybody, happy Thanksgiving. I hope that you are taking this week to spend time with those that you love, to hold those that are close to you and dear to you near. And if you just decided to take this day and just spend it all by yourself and do absolutely nothing but what you felt like doing, happy Thanksgiving to you too, queen, because you deserve it. Thank you guys so much for listening to these three things podcast. This is a tough week for me. You know, I always let you guys know what's going on with me. I keep it a buck. This is a tough week, not only for me, but for my family as well. This was the week last year that my sister went into the hospital with COVID. For those of you who are new to these three things podcast, and this is your first time listening, I did an episode about my baby sister passing away from COVID last Christmas Eve at the age of 47. I share a wonderful detailed description of who she was, her life, her children, her husband, her career, and how tragically she died. So if you have not listened to it, I'd love for you to go back and listen to it for, if nothing else, just to know the beauty of who my sister was. Latoria Alexander McKenzie, a.k.a. Toe. We miss you, girl. For all of my praying people, keep my family in your prayers this holiday season, because this will be our first without her. And you know what? We are going to celebrate her life. We are going to uh, proceed with joy because we have an angel watching over us. We do not plan to enter into this holiday season uh, in sorrow. And we're not doing that. So keep us in your prayers. Keep us uplifted. For all my praying listeners, I do appreciate y'all. And I know my family does as well. Now, let me get to (laughs) how y'all really feel about me. Because I have been getting beat over my head this season. And I just want to say that I told you guys when I first started this podcast, back in the very first episode, the introduction episode of These Three Things Podcast, that I was not going to be politically correct on this show. I was going to just say it how I felt it, talk about it as it needed to be talked about and just let it sit where it needed to sit. So my episode, The Tipping Point, that some of you guys were really upset with me about, I found out that black folks, we don't like to be called out on stuff. But we needed to be called out on this tipping thing. Like, I have found out that black folks, we don't give a good dog on <laughs> about leaving a good tip. And that is terrible. And a good doggone for all my East Coast and West Coast people, that's just country slang. For we don't really care at all, just so you know. Uh, we don't give a good doggone about, about tipping. I don't know what to tell y'all. It's a pet peeve. It is a pet peeve of mine. I think that uh, it's an honor to bless somebody who served you. I just, I think that way about it. I, I, I can't wait to leave a good tip to a great server and tell them so. And you always see a, a, a spirit of appreciation when you tell a server, hey, you did a great job tonight. You were on point with everything. That just elevates their level of service in so many ways. And I always like to do my best to try to make people feel good about themselves and what it is that they're doing. So that's just my thing, maybe. You know, I encourage you guys to seek yourselves about it. For those of you who wrote me them nasty messages, 
I laughed because I just was like, hey, you know, my people let me know how they feel. And I listened to it. But I'm going to continue to do what I do. I hope that at some point you'll have a revelation about the art of blessing those who serve you. That's just my thoughts on tipping. Now, let's talk about today's episode. Since I said you guys were already tight with me, I actually lost some listeners over the Mind Your Budget episode. Earlier in this season, I did an episode called Mind Your Budget with Nakisha Jones. Nakisha handles the finances at the church that we both attend, Hope City Church in Savannah, Georgia. Shout out to Pastor Corey, Pastor Tamika Williams. Uh, We love y'all big. And uh, at the end of the episode, Nakisha and I were talking about tithing. And we both shared our thoughts on what we believe tithing to be for us. And I got word from some people that uh, I was leading people down the wrong path. And I was listening to something that Creflo Dollar said and trying to make it relevant. And uh, they weren't listening to that. And I'm, I have a big platform and I'm leading people down the wrong road. And they're just not listening to the show anymore. And I will tell you guys, there's not a lot of things that bother me. There isn't. But that bothered me because I did not like the thought that I would be doing anything to lead anybody away from Christ. Like that is not what I'm podcasting for. That's not what I'm on this platform for. I'm on this platform to talk about what I'm talking about, but hopefully nothing that I'm talking about is ever doing that. So in an effort to revisit the tithing conversation, I reached out to a brother that I have been knowing since I was a kid. We'll get more into that when you start to listen to the episode. But uh, I reached out to a man of God that I've been knowing for a long time, Apostle Terry Lyons, and shared with him the episode, which he had already listened to it, and asked him to please come on the show and let's have a dialogue and some conversation about tithing and what we as those who follow Christ as Christians uh, should be doing when it comes to giving. And uh, he was more than happy to come and do it. Let me say this before I get off into the episode. This is not a religious podcast. My podcast is not about religion. My podcast is about all things that affect the lives of black women, women of color. And religion definitely, spirituality definitely uh, is a part, a huge dynamic of our lives. And the person who reached out to me and said that I was leading people down the wrong path as far as their giving Uh, was a woman who said this to me. And so with that being said, I wanted to address it because like I said, I don't want to be responsible for leading anybody away from uh, Christ in any shape, form or fashion. So Apostle and I have a great dialogue. I pray that you will stay open to the conversation and spiritually let the Lord lead and guide you to what is true for you in your relationship with him. So without further ado, let's get into 10% or nah with Apostle Terry Lyons. Enjoy. For almost a century, Scarrett Bennett Center's historic Gothic campus has been a choice location for dream weddings in Nashville. Consistently rated one of Music City's best places to get married by The Knot, Wedding Wire, and Toast of Nashville, Scarrett Bennett Center offers three timeless venues for your wedding, a 20-person elopement chapel, a 300-person wedding chapel, and a breathtaking garden. From rehearsal to reception, Scarrett Bennett Center is ready to help you create the intimate, historic wedding of your dreams. Visit our website at scarrettbennett.org forward slash weddings 
for more information. Hey, this is Sharonda Reeves. You are listening to These Three Things Podcast. And today I am going to address a few things that have come back to me. I swear, my listeners, I love y'all to death, but (laughs) y'all, when y'all feel a way about something I have said, you will let me know. And uh, more than anything, you know, especially when it comes to something spiritual, I want to get it right. I don't want to lead anyone astray and I don't want to be wrong or moving in anything that is wrong as well. So today we're going to talk about tithing and we're going to talk about this 10% and we're going to get just some understanding of the reasons why I think the way I think about it now. And, you know, I am definitely open to if I understand something different from this conversation than how I've been moving, then I will completely line up because more than anything, I want to be moving as the Lord would have me to move in my life as I do you, all of my listeners. So I have reached out to a friend of mine. He is Apostle Terry Lyons. So let me just say this real quick before I say anything more. Apostle, welcome to These Three Things Podcast. Thank you for having me. (laughs) Now, listen, I have to give a shout out to my home pastors here in Savannah, Georgia, Pastor Corey and Pastor Tamika Williams. I love y'all. We have not had this conversation about uh, tithing, but... um, I know how tough it is to get to y'all. So I reached out to someone that I've known for years that I knew I could get to quickly, that I know is a man of God as well, that I can have this conversation in this episode with so I can address uh, some of my listeners about some of the questions that they had and to make sure that I am not putting anything out here in the universe that would not be pleasing to the Lord as far as our 10% and our tithe. So thank you, Apostle, for being on the show with me. As you guys know, I always like to discuss how I know the people that I am uh, doing a podcast episode with. And Apostle, how long have we known each other? Ooh, uh, yeah, that would probably be, wow, you're making me count back. (laughs) Listen. That's probably going to be uh, close to 47 years. Yeah, I don't really you know? remember a time that I didn't know you, Apostle. Yeah, right, because I'm, like <laughs> I said, I'm, you're making me count back. So I'm 52, and I know pretty much from kindergarten. Yeah. To <laughs> because we've been in school together, you know, all of those years from, from grammar school to high school. Yeah. So. We're going to have to stay, hey, 47 years. We, yeah. That's what we're going to have to stay. We're going to just put it out there. It's, you know, some of my listeners ain't even been alive that long. <laughs> as long right. as we've known each other. But, um, right. yes, Apostle right. and I rode the same school bus from, he. you know, Apostle, you graduated with Christy, right, my older sister? Yes. Yeah, yes. you and Christy graduated high school together. So Christy was in first grade when I started kindergarten at Kittrell, which shout out to the Kittrell crew, Kittrell family, yep. Dilton. The blue crew, Hollis D in the house. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so we have, we rode the same school bus for 12 years together. Like literally the school bus would pick us up. Then we'd come through and pick you up. 
And then right. we'd head right. on down to pick up Paul, yep. <laughs> Martha, <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. We were on the same school bus. There's a crew of us that we are all still like very close knit to this day. If anything happens yep. to anybody's families, we're all there. Yep. Like our little community out there has stayed strong over the years. And, yes, very. Yeah. And I love that about us. I love that about our community. And, um, so, yes, I've known Apostle for a long time, and I know Apostle to be a man of God. Apostle is the uh, pastor of Ecclesia Ministries. Now, am I saying that right, Apostle? Yes, ma'am. Dead on. I, you, you didn't butcher it. Okay. <laughs> I didn't butcher it. Exactly. He is he is the pastor of, of Ecclesia Ministries in Murfreesboro, Tennessee, my hometown. And Apostle has also been someone that I have turned to many times throughout my life, uh, throughout my career to get his guidance, to seek his counsel. Uh, he is not only someone that I trust with the word of God, he is my true friend. And um, I so thank you, Apostle, for being on the show. So let's talk about tithing. And I want to give some backstory to why we're here today, Apostle, because okay. I did an episode with uh, a young lady who attends my church. Her name is Nikisha Jones. And Nikisha is the uh, person who handles the finances at our church. And we yes. did an episode about budgeting. It's called Mind Your Budget. For those of you who are new to these three things podcast, if this is your first episode, you may want to go back and listen to the Mind Your Budget episode because at the end of it is when Nikisha and I talk about uh, tithing. We talked about it in reference to a uh, sermon that Creflo Dollar uh, presented to his congregation, which came out to the masses about him feeling that he has been preaching wrong about tithing and giving a 10%. And you guys will have to go back and listen to that episode. I don't, I'm not going to get too deep into it now because I want to, um, for my listeners, clear some things up and let you guys know where I'm coming from and then have apostle really just talk about the whole tithing, the 10%, because I ex I had expressed in that episode with Nikisha that I felt like tithing was Old Testament. And I understood that when Jesus came, Jesus came as we were no longer under the law about anything anymore. We no longer had to follow the law because him coming made the law a non-factor. Like we can now go just directly to God through Jesus uh, with whatever it is that we, you know, want to seek God or talk to God about. So I had always wondered throughout my life, although I had been giving 10%, I had always wondered in the back of my mind, well, why do we still hold tithing as something that we do uh, that was in Old Testament, like bringing a 10%? And 10%, we have relished it down to money, but a tithing, I, I know, and we're going to discuss this puzzle, is not always just, a 10% is not always about money, or, or your tithe is not always about money per se. But when right. we talk about it from a giving standpoint, um, I was raised on tithing 10%, but had always wondered in the back of my mind about uh, that being Old Testament and how relevant was that to what we were supposed to be doing today? Are we still supposed to be doing it? But because I didn't want to be wrong in the eyes of God and, you know, not really wanting to question, I was always given my 10%. And so when Creflo Dollar came forward with his, uh, revelation that he felt that he had been teaching it wrong. I, um, 
kind of agreed with him. I didn't kind of agree with him. I agreed with him because I felt like, you know, I've been thinking that for years. Like, you know, why are we still being held to that? Like, I don't mind giving to God what I already know belongs to him. I already know that my money belongs to God. I am able to obtain it because of him through him. So I don't have no problem giving to God. But why is it that we are still bound to something that was Old Testament? Now, I had a lot of people reach out to me and email me about that. And some people were not happy. And some people, I might have lost a few listeners behind it, to be honest. And, you know, some people said that they had thought the exact same. So in an effort to just clear it up, Apostle, and not lead anybody astray, can we just have this conversation about tithing and what are we supposed to do what are we biblically supposed to do when it comes to our finances our money and our givings to god Ooh, you just gave out a loaded 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 question and <laughs> that fast but i i'm i'm truly honored that you did reach out to me uh a definite big shout out to your pastor uh because you know i ain't against nobody at all that's just not me. Absolutely. And I'm thankful for him watching over you, caring for you, guiding you in, in the time frames that he is able to give you. Big shout out to Creflo Dollar. Um, I did listen to that specific message when he came out with it. And, you know, I, I had, I, I've listened to Creflo Dollar for years. Uh, but you know, I'm also my own person as well. Right. right. So I, I was never pushed or pressed by anything that he spoke about from the standpoint of, oh my gosh, I've, I've got to change all of this. So when he came out with that, you know, because that's one of the things that I've always been able to do is if I'm wrong, I'm going to come out and say, look, hey, I did that the wrong way. Boom, you know, forgive me but we're going this way from this point forward. Right. That, I mean, that, that simplifies life for me. So for him to do that with the level of followers that he has, and, you know, hopefully they didn't turn their backs on him because for him to be able to do that, it takes a real man to do that. I agree. And, you know, to openly to that number of people that have been following him for that long of a time, yeah, that that that's a real big deal. So in that, uh, at, as he he talked about it, because when he did come out and say what he said, I was like, okay, so I wasn't wrong. That that's that's kind of a throw out disclaimer there. Yeah. But <laughs> so so I said, okay, so I wasn't wrong because let let's let's make it crystal clear. I am a tither, but I am well above a tither too. Okay. That's not saying I'm I'm not saying that to boast. I'm saying that because I I want people to understand the mentality that we're supposed to have. So to to kind of get this going, I want to read a couple of scriptures. We're not we're not making this a big scriptural thing. So everybody don't turn off the podcast. That's not what we're doing. But he knows me. I'm gonna come from the word. I just want to give these couple of scriptures as a foundational thought process. And then I'm going to bring one in afterwards, after I read these couple here, that that's going to hopefully help get everybody's mind, get everybody's mind going in the proper direction. All right. Uh, so we want to start out with 
Deuteronomy chapter 14, verse 22 through 29. Say that again, Apostle, you broke up. Verse what now? Okay, Deuteronomy chapter 14, verses 22 through 29. Okay. And I'll be reading from the King James Version. That's the only version that I read. That is not saying that should be the only version that you read. I'm saying that is what I read. And for anybody that wants to dispute that and say that it should be this or it should be that, uh, all of the original scripture came out in either Hebrew or Aramaic. So I don't speak that. So there's no version that we have in the English is per se the quote unquote right version. Read the version that you're going to read. That's the best one. Right. That, that's the best one for you. Whichever one you're going to read, <laughs> read it. <laughs> but I'm just letting everybody know this is King James is what I'll be reading from. So with that in Deuteronomy 14, verses 22 through 29, it says, Thou shalt truly tithe all the increase of thy seed that the field bringeth forth year by year. And thou shalt eat before the Lord thy God in the place which he shall choose to place his name there. That's important. I'm going to come back to that. The tithe of thy corn, of thy wine, and of thine oil, and the firstlings of thy herds and of thy flocks, that thou mayest learn to fear the Lord thy God always. And if the way be too long for thee, so that thou art not able to carry it, or if the place be too far from thee, which the Lord thy God shall choose to set his name there, then the Lord thy God, when the Lord thy God hath blessed thee, then shall thou turn it into money and bind up the money in thine hand and shall go into the place which the Lord thy God shall choose. And thou shalt bestow that money for whatsoever thy soul lusteth after, for oxen or for sheep or for wine, for strong drink, for whatsoever thy soul desireth. And thou shalt eat there before the Lord thy God, and thou shalt rejoice thou and thine household. And the Levite that is within thy gates, thou shalt not forsake him, for he hath no part nor inheritance with thee. At the end of three years, thou shalt bring forth all the tithe of thine increase the same year and shall lay it up within thy gates. And the Levite, because he hath no part nor inheritance with thee, and the stranger and the fatherless and the widow, which are within thy gates, shall come and shall eat and be satisfied that the Lord thy God may bless thee and all the work of thine hand which thou doest. Now, no, there was a lot. Yeah, and I'm going to need you to break that down in layman's terms for all of my people that don't read their Bible. <laughs> I am. Okay, okay. You, you know I will. Okay. Uh, but the, the thing that I, I, the reason I wanted you all to see this passage is because just like what you said, you know, tithe is more than money, number one. So when it says all of thine increase, well, when you wake up, the goal is that you're going to get 24 hours. What are you, are you going to acknowledge him in any of those 24? Are you going to give him any of that? Most people don't think about that. When you look at how you've been blessed with your family, when you look at how you've been all, all of these different things that you've been blessed with 
are you giving those things back to him that blessed you with them? Are you asking him for the instructions for what you're to do with those things, including your money? So th that, that's why I wanted everybody to see this passage, because initially it didn't start out as money for them. For them, it was just whatever their livelihood was, whatever they had in their lives. Truly tithe all of the increase of thy seed that the field brings forth year by year. So in verse 23, when he says, and thou shalt eat before the Lord thy God in the place which he shall choose to place his name there. So they had to get specific instructions on to where they were to take the tithe, where they were to take what they had been blessed with that they were giving. So they were given a specific place to take that to. Well, hmm, that kind of throws a different thought process in there if, if you'll add in Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not to thine own understanding. In all of thy ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your path. So a lot of people don't acknowledge God about their tithing. And I'm talking about the ones that tithe. I'm not talking about the ones that don't tithe. Mm -hmm. they say, whoa, 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 hold up. Apostle, what you talking about? We're just supposed to take that to our local church. We're just supposed to take that to where we're being fed. We're just supposed to take that. Did you ask him what to do with it if it's his? Because that right there is saying, in the place which he shall choose to place his name there. So the fact that he's saying, in the place that he shall choose, are you sure he wants you to take it to the exact same place every time? Are you asking him? Are you acknowledging him? And, you know, again, I pray that pastors that listen to this, I'm not after your money coming to your church and, and any of that. That ain't what I'm after. What I'm wanting everybody to understand, pastors included, if you're not understanding this, because you've attended our service before, Sharana. I have. We Do we take up an offering during service? No. And we don't at Hope City either. At my church, yeah. we don't at Hope City Amen. either. We don't Amen. take up an Good offering during church. Good deal. Good deal. And, you know, for a lot of people, they're like, what? Wait a minute. What are you, what, what are you talking about? We have a room to the side. That, are, that is our giving room. And if you choose to give when you come, you give. If you choose not to give when you come, you don't give. I'm not treating you any different. I'm not after your money. I'm after you becoming the kingdom citizen that God placed you in the earth to be. And I don't want money to ever be a hindrance to that for anybody. And all of my church members can vouch for that. They, since we've been at the hotel, since we've now been at the at 910, where we're at now and where we're going to go. I, I don't want anybody ever taken away by that. I don't want anybody put off by that because of this right here. And, and, and let me go on a little farther so that I can show you what I'm talking about. In verse 24, when it says, and if the way be too long for thee, 
so that thou art not able to carry it. Or if the place be too far from thee, which the Lord thy God shall choose to set his name there. When the Lord thy God hath blessed thee, then shalt thou turn it into money and bind up the money in thine hand and shall go into the place which the Lord thy God shall choose and thou shalt bestow that money for whatsoever thy soul lusteth after for oxen, for sheep, for wine, for strong drink, for whatsoever thy soul desireth and thou shalt eat there before the Lord thy God and thou shalt rejoice thou and thine household. Watch this part right here. And the Levite that is within thy gates. Thou shalt not forsake him, for he hath no part nor inheritance with thee. So a lot of people don't understand what's supposed to happen with the tithe. A lot of people don't know how that care is even supposed to be there and what it's really for. It's supposed to take care of the man and woman of God. It's supposed to take care of the house of God. It's supposed to take care of it. So if you're coming in and you don't want to give because I ain't giving to him and I ain't leaving that man my money and I ain't doing this, if that's your mindset about it, keep it, okay? And, and, and I'm not being mean. <laughs> if that's the mindset about it, you're not going to be blessed by what you do with it anyway. So that's what this is addressing when it says, if it's too far for thee. Doesn't say if it's too far for everybody. Said if it's too far for thee, mm-hmm. and, that, and, that, and that's very important because he's not putting. Watch this: the same stipulations of outcome on everybody, mm. and that's what a lot of people try to do with tithing. You should give this amount, okay? But if that's too far for me. If that's too much for me. And and then when you get into the way, well, you should be in, in better financial position anyway. Okay, now again, we're going into judging and we're going into you're not understanding the true purpose of this anyway. And, and I'm going to address that here in just a minute because when he goes on and, and he, he makes clear, especially in, in verse 29, it says the Levite, because he hath no part nor inheritance with thee, the stranger, the fatherless, the widow, which are within thy gates shall come and shall eat and be satisfied that the Lord thy God may bless thee in all the work of thine hand, which thou doest. So now it puts in even more of a range of what can be taken care of with the tithe. Because again, so that the stranger, not just the Levite, the stranger, the fatherless, the widow that are within thy gates. So it's saying you got these people around you that need care. You got these people around you that need taken care of. What if each person that tithes off of their income did what I'm explaining? They go to God, Lord, what do you want me to do this week with this right here? And then all of a sudden, you start to think of that fatherless child at church, or you think of that widow at church, and he says, okay, give it to them. What are you going to do? This is where, but, but the problem is most people haven't been taught to ask that. 
that's why I bring Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, because he said acknowledge him in all your ways, and he'll direct your path. So that should be an ongoing thing, not a one-time thing, not a, oh, I'm going to this church. This is where I tithe. Now, do, do you need to tithe to that church? Yes. But what I'm saying is you need to seek God each time that you tithe to make sure that that's where he's wanting you to take it that day, that time, that week. Okay. Because... Okay, so Apostle, I'm going to interrupt you for a second because some of my listeners are going to be like, well, the word says to bring all your tithes into the storehouse. Yeah, exactly. And I also can hear people saying that, um, uh, I just lost my thought. Um, Let's just deal with that one. Okay, okay. Let's let's just deal with that one. Because since, since that's the one that people want to think of, that's that Malachi 3 that folks just bring ye all the time to the storehouse. <laughs> you know, we got some of that in our system. Okay. But yeah. You know, that's how I grew up. <laughs> so, right. but, but again, just to address that and, and help everyone understand that, because again, if we want to go by that standard, if that's what we're going to go by, let's go by all of it, not some of it. If, if that's what we're going to do. Because I promise you'll still like what I'm going to show you by the time that we're done. Because if we do this, if we go to Malachi 3, we go to where he says, you know, you've been cursed with a will a man rob God. This, this is Malachi 3, 8, basically down through 11 is what I'm going to read. Mm-hmm. Because will a man rob God, yet you have robbed me. But you say, wherein have we robbed thee? in tithes uh-oh, and offerings. So, so it ain't just about a 10% again. And, and when I explain what a tithe really is, back to Proverbs 3 again. But let me read the rest of this. He then said, Will a man rob God? Yet you have robbed me, but you say, Wherein have we robbed thee? In tithes and offerings. You are cursed. You are cursed with a curse. For you have robbed me, even this whole nation. Bring ye all the tithes into the storehouse, that there may be meat in mine house. And prove me, now herewith, saith the Lord of hosts, if I will not open you the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing, that there shall not be room enough to receive it. Watch this. And I will rebuke the devourer for your sakes, and he shall not destroy the fruits of your ground. Neither shall your vine cast her fruit before the time in the field, saith the Lord of hosts. Now, so what he's saying here is he's saying, you robbed me. And they're saying, well, where did we rob you? He says, in tithes and offerings. Now, if everything if everything is God's, then how are we robbing him? Here's what you're robbing him of. You're robbing him of the chance to bless you with more than what you have when you don't give from what you have. Mm. That's how you're robbing him. You're not robbing him by by keeping your small amount of tithe. That that's not what's robbing him. You're robbing him of the ability to bless you with more than what you already have when you don't give to him. That's what you're robbing him of. Now. The tithe, 
itself. The word tithe doesn't just mean a tenth. The tithe means the first tenth. So when the scripture is telling us stuff like seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all of these things will be added unto you. It's trying to show you acknowledge me in all of your ways and I'll direct your path. But if you don't acknowledge him before you start out, then you can't get mad at him about the path that you took. So what he's wanting you to do with your finances, with your life, with, with everything, he's saying, acknowledge me first. But what he's saying right here in Malachi 3 is he's saying, prove me in this. He's saying, test it out. Just test it out. I, I, I want you to test it out. Acknowledge me first. Give me tithe and offering. See, and, and when it talked about offering there, that's not just the you giving more than a tenth. That is also including what he knows as the feast days. And I'm not getting into that today because that is too much of a deeper conversation. But it includes those. So, you know, going back to, excuse me, going back to a little bit of our conversation before we got on the podcast. If you're not doing what he told you to do, are you or are you not being disobedient? You are. I am. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that to you. I'm saying. No, no, I'm, I'm acknowledging <laughs> it just for me. Like if I'm not doing what God has told me to do, yes, I am being disobedient. Right. Yeah. So when, when he gives us the things to do, if you can do all kinds of extra stuff, but then not do what he told you to do, then that's going to be an issue because to obey is better than sacrifice. He's saying, I'd rather you just do what I gave you to do than for you to try to do some extra outside of what I told you to do and then not do what I told you to do. So when so we start to look at our mindset. Can I jump in there for just a second? So by yeah. that, when you say that, what you mean is, uh, when you say to do what I told you to do, like you're trying to do all these other things, but you didn't do what I told you to do. That mm-hmm. could mean, I'm trying to say this in a way that, that I'm, I'm clearing it up or, or I'm not clearing it up, but I'm trying to just uh, paraphrase it. So yeah. that could just mean that that means with your money, that means with your time, that means with your, yeah. your, yes. re, that, that's across the board. That's across that, the board. That's across the board. That, Family. It, yes. I don't care what it is. Business. I don't care what it is. If I told you to handle this this way and then you <laughs> start doing a whole bunch of other things, but still not do it the way that I told you to do it, that's still disobedience. He didn't, he didn't ask for you to give him replacement actions. And, and he's, and watch this, and the things that he's asking us to do is to help better us, not him. He said, I'm trying to give you the abundant life that I sent my son to die for on your behalf. So I'm giving you these small things to do. And if you'll obey me, then you'll walk in the abundance that I've got for you to walk in but you ain't even listening to what I'm telling you to do or watch this. You're not acknowledging me and asking me what you should do. So at that point, you rob me of being able to bless you. You rob me from being able to give you my blessing 
that makes rich and adds no sorrow with it. I'm trying to give you this situation without sorrow. But when you don't do what I've given you to do, you bring in the sorrow. And then, of course, we acknowledge, Lord, I'm tired of this. Well, I guess you are because you didn't do what I told you. <laughs> so, <laughs> because, watch this, that's where verse 11 comes in. And this is why I teach people this about tithing. But again, I don't beat him up. It's your choice. But in verse 11, when he says, I will rebuke the devourer for your sakes. He's saying, I'll protect you from all of the things that devour you. If you'll do what I'm telling you to do. <laughs> but we Sounds don't like know what he's telling us to do unless we seek him before we do it. <laughs> Preach. And Preach. if we seek him before we do it and lean not to our own understanding, then we will be blessed. Hallelujah. Now we can take up the offering. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. <laughs> and 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 again, that, that's what he's he's wanting us to do. Acknowledge him first. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. So he, he's saying, Okay, you bring bring me the tithe. Bring bring that to me. And 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 then the offering. But but again, all of the key is with the right heart. Because you can bring all of that stuff and still not have the right heart. And it's not going to work out either. And I'm, I'm going to show you that in just a minute. I, that's why I wanted to walk through these scriptures. Because he's saying, I'll rebuke the devourer for your sakes, and he shall not destroy the fruits of your ground. So he's saying, you do this for me. That's actually for you. And then I'm going to also do this for you. So whatever you put your hands to, whatever, whatever, Whatever fruits you you plant after you've granted the tithe, after you've honored me, after you've watched this, loved me. Because this is all about love. Mm -hmm. And 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 that's where when you know Pastor Creflo came out and he was saying, he said, I left out the grace point. He said, I, I he said, I was not teaching tithing from a grace point. And that is the key. Because if I got to force you to love me, I don't want you to love me. Yeah. <laughs> if, if, if I'm having to force you to acknowledge me, care for me, do all those things, eventually I'm not going to want you taking care of me. Because okay. if I got to be the one to keep reminding you, if I got to be the one to keep giving you consequences, if I got to be the one to do that just to get you to love me or watch this to give to me then I don't want it. So then that goes to why the apostle Paul talks about in, in 2 Corinthians 9, he says, God loves a cheerful giver. Okay. So let's talk, let's break that down for a second. So for okay. all the people who are going and tithing without seeking God about what to do with their tithe. And we're just talking about a monetary tithe right now. We're not talking right. about all the right. other ways in which you can tithe okay. um, and can't afford to really do so because their finances are not where they can really be giving a 10% in finances. You can give your, you can give your tithe or your first in another way, 
but you can't financially right now give 10% to your church every week when you get paid, but you're giving it because you feel that that's the way you were raised. That's the way I was brought up. I have to give a 10% because God will rebuke the devourer on my, on my behalf, you know? Um, but in your heart, you're giving it begrudgingly every week, but you're bound to how you were raised and what you were taught. And you're bringing financial distress on your home because you're trying to adhere to something that inwardly you don't feel good about doing, but you're doing it anyway. Really what you're saying is you just might as well keep it because from that space is not where God is asking you to give it. Right. Because if they'll be honest, if those people who are doing that and have done that, and I've I've been there, I'm not judging anybody. Me too. That's why I'm speaking on it. Yep. Me too. (laughs) Me too. I have been in that position, but th- this is the whole key. It still ain't working for you. If you, if, if those people will be flat out honest, yeah, you're giving like that, but you keep going deeper into the hole. Will you truly acknowledge that our God is not after your money. Again, he's after blessing you. But if you in your head think, oh my gosh, if I don't do this, then I'm not going to be blessed. Well, if you'll be honest, you're not blessed now. Because watch this, the blessing of the Lord maketh rich and adds no sorrow with it. So, Apostle, what about those people who gave that 10 percent and knew they didn't really have it, but they gave it and they felt obedient? And they're saying, because I know there's somebody that's listening. To this. Yeah, I gave my 10 percent and it was hard for me to give it. But you know what? When I didn't have somebody knocked on my door and gave me groceries, somebody uh, paid for my gas at the gas station one day, just haphazardly. I was at a restaurant. OK, because, you know, there's going to there. There's that, too, because. right? No, no. Stop. Stop. Hold on. Watch this. Yeah. That right there is because it produced. You got that because it produced. Okay. So, yeah. (laughs) So, yeah, somebody came up, took care of that for you because you did it with the right heart. Yeah, somebody dropped them groceries off. Yeah, somebody paid for your meal. Yeah, they done all of that because, again, you did that with your right heart. So that's where it's producing. I'm I'm addressing the ones that keep going and, and keep blaming the devil for everything that's going on against them in their finances, but not acknowledging, are you seeking God? Because watch this, when I learned to start doing that, Lord, what you want me to do with, do with this? Put it back in the bank. He answered that to me before give it to the neighbors across the hallway. He's answered that before. And, and again, these are times that where I'm like, Lord, uh, <laughs> things tight over here. What you want me to do? Do this. Okay. Go ahead and do it. Sure enough. Somebody come along, man. You don't have me on your mind. Uh, can you come and take care of this for me? I'll pay you for it. Okay, cool. Boom took care of it different ways that he answers that that's all i'm trying to get everybody to do acknowledge him before you do what you do with the 10 percent. 
We've been living off of a lot of ignorant victories. We won, but we don't know how. I'm trying to help everybody understand how to continue winning according to his word, because this is what he gave us to go by. Acknowledge me in all your ways, and I will direct your path, even with your money. If you'll acknowledge me, I will show you what to do, especially with the first 10. Before you do anything, Lord, what you want to do with this? Do this. So with that, and, and again, I, I just want to run to another quick scripture in Matthew 23 and 23, because this is where Jesus is addressing some of the religious leaders, and he's helping them to understand something, because again, they're... You know how folk can get a little self-righteous here every once in a while. But y'all in there, you ain't ever ran into nobody no, like that. But I don't know anybody like that, Apostle. I don't know no self-righteous people. <laughs> so, so in Matthew 23 and 23, he says, Woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you pay tithe of mint and anise and cumin and have omitted the weightier matters of the law, judgment, mercy, and faith. These ought ye to have done, and not to leave the other undone. Now, I, I'm pointing that out because one of the things that you said at the beginning was, you know, you you felt a lot of people feel that the tithing is an Old Testament law and of those things. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> Excuse me. So with that, in the Old Testament, being that setup, being the foundation, being how all of that got started, it was actually even before the law that it got started. It actually, you know, was, was really first initiated and thought of back with Abraham, back with Jacob. <laughs> That's where it was actually started. So it was even before Moses even established, you know, the laws and, and the commandments. Mm -hmm. But the, the key is it was still about a heart issue. It was still about that focus, because even if you go back to Cain and Abel and, you know, <laughs> Cain, when Cain slays Abel, he's upset about his offering not being accepted. But the scriptures clearly show that it was all about the heart and the thought behind it, not the content, because Abel brings of his first. Cain waits a while, because it says after a process of time, then Cain gives. So Abel's saying, no, nah, he's getting the first. Cain is saying, you'll get it when you get it. Okay, no issue, if that's what you choose to do. But here's why I wanted everybody to see Matthew 23 and 23. He's saying, you, you, you pay your tithes. You do all of that other stuff, but you mean as a rattlesnake. So again, where's the real love about it? Mm -hmm. so, it so, so if you've made it about the money, the money is going to cause you to miss out on the law, the judgment, the mercy, and the faith. And again, I've been on that side of the pendulum. <laughs> yeah, got to give, got to give, got to give, got to give, got to give. 
somebody want to discuss something, somebody want to talk about something, I'm biting heads off. I'm, I'm okay. That ain't the way to do it either. So the true issue is, and, and, and this is why I want you to get this. I want, I want everybody to start thinking about airplanes right now. So, so that we can address the, you know, feeling like that Jesus came away, took away, you know, the law, but what the scriptures show us is that he took away the curse of the law. He didn't take away the law. The law itself still exists. Here's where the difference comes in. We don't receive the punishment of what the original law being written was. You're still going to get some punishment. You're going to have some consequences if you do something wrong. Right. But <laughs> you're not going to get stoned to death or, or all of those things, hopefully. <laughs> but the, the key that I want everybody to see is, is, is think about an airplane. When an airplane goes into flight, and you've been on plenty of flights, I've never been on a flight before. Not yet. I'm going to. <laughs> but, <laughs> but when that one plane goes into the air, does the law of gravity stop for everybody else? No. Exactly. So the law itself is still existent. The law of gravity. That plane, once it, you know, gets, once its engines down, it's it's coming back down. The other engines and other planes that have not activated, defying the laws of gravity, gravity is still in place. Just one plane is flying. But that one plane done what it needed to do to defy gravity for the moment that it's in. Same thing with tithing from a right heart. Or not tithing from a right heart. Did you just say not tithing? Yes, I said or. <laughs> because if... God says this right here, and a lot of people, he said, I would that you would rather be, I would that you were cold or hot. But because you're lukewarm, I'll spew you out. So cold is still one of God's options that he will honor instead of just being hot all the time. So same with tithing. If you don't have the right mindset about it, don't do it. Because if you do it grudgingly, that's lukewarm. Oh, uh-oh, uh-oh, uh-oh. <laughs> what did you say, Apostle? If you are giving grudgingly, that's lukewarm. Because you're saying you really don't want to do it, but you're doing it. Well, don't expect the results that you would get from it doing it cheerfully then. Because, again, you're altering the process you're adding something else to the equation that ain't supposed to be there. So if you're grudging about it, he said, no, 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 I don't want that. How can I say that? Because when Jesus is talking about the, the woman with two mites, he says, she gave more than all of these jokers gave. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, so again, it ain't about the amount. And break that down for those who are listening to this episode who may be a bit lost just from the scripture because they're not a Bible reader per se. Uh, they do have a level of spirituality, but some of this may be deeper than what they've gone before. The woman with okay. the two mites, break that down. Just a little, okay. just in, in a quick reference of why God said that she gave more than everybody with the little that she gave. Okay, exactly. So, so you can look in Luke 21 
uh, verses one through four there. And, and, and it says this, it says that he looked up and saw the rich men casting in their gifts into the treasury. And he saw also a certain poor widow casting in thither two mites. And, and he said of a truth, I say unto you that this poor widow hath cast in more than they all for all these have of all these have of their abundance cast in unto the offerings of God. But she of her penury hath cast in all the living that she had. So in other words, the heart that she was giving from, she, she didn't have extra. She didn't have excess. She didn't have the abundance like they have. But she had the heart like they didn't have. Yeah. So the fact that she had the heart, then whatever she gave, whether it was a tenth, whether it was a fifth, <laughs> whether it was a twentieth, she had the right heart with it. Yeah. Okay, so can we talk about can we talk about offerings? Because we've talked about tithe, we've talked about our ten percent, our first. First ten percent. First ten percent, yes. 10%, yes. Okay, now talk about offerings because in my mind I I can hear some of my listeners saying, uh, okay, so they're gonna go back to Malachi about bringing them tithes into that storehouse again. And the thought is going to come up and I want to address anything that I feel like someone may be thinking. Okay. So, and and for any pastor uh, or leader of a church who may be listening to this episode. Now, if you're saying that we, when you talk about acknowledging God in all of our ways, okay. That's even with our finances. First, I think a lot of people have never really listened to that scripture and thought about that includes my money too. People right. think in all of my ways means in the directions that I'm trying to go with my life. Like, you know, uh, waking exactly. up in the morning, you know, what about work, about careers, about, you mm-hmm. know, those matters of life. But that includes right. our money as well. Exactly. So if in acknowledging God and, and, and with my first tenth, I ask God, what am I supposed to do with it? And God says to give it to that brother down the street that you see walking every morning to work. When you pass him this morning, you give it to him. Okay, so for those who are leaders of a ministry thinking, okay, well, that money just left our church home. That's how we that's how we do this. That's how we do that. We do missions at our church. We do all these things. So how when you're giving your tithe to the dude walking down the street, how is that helping your ministry? In my mind, I think you give an offering to your church because the Lord instructed you to give your tithe in your first tenth in this direction. But you you can give offerings to your church. It doesn't stop you from giving an offering. There you go. If we're just talking about money, because right. your first tenth could also be stopping and, and witness to this brother that's walking down the street. But if we're seeking mm-hmm. God just specifically about my money, my first tenth, when it comes to my money and God tells me to give it to the guy that I see walking to work every morning, then I'm going to do that and be obedient. But I'm going to give my go. I'm going to bring my offering into my my church. I'm going to present my offering. There you go. There you go. Okay. Am I, am, are my thoughts correct in that or? Yeah, just ma'am. And, and, and again, that that's uh, offering is just that there's no right amount. There's no, there, there's no hierarchy of structure with an offering in that sense. Yes. So it, it, that that's, you know, there's no set amount. 
to to give as an offering, but you know, for those that are Bible readers, when you look in the Old Testament and you see where he was saying to them to give specific quote unquote offerings, again, those were acknowledging the feast days, those were acknowledging the Sabbath days, those were the things that he was telling them, this is what I want you to do on these days right here. So he was giving them specific instruction for that. What we're talking about here right now is just like you explained. I sought God about my money. He told me to do this with the first 10th, but I still want to give something to the church. If there is a pastor, if there is someone of a leader of a church that's listening and saying and feeling like, well, that money just left my church. I have to challenge you about your thinking about money as well, because I'll have to ask you, do, does your church tithe? Because that's a biblical principle as well. Those priests, the priests that money was brought to by tithing by everyone else, scripture also talks about the tithe of the tithes. So they would take a 10% of what they were given and give it to wherever God was telling them to give it. So it wasn't just stopping with them. It was also starting with them. So it kept the cycle going. So with that, like you said, if you if that person's told, give this to the, to the brother walking down the street. Hey, everybody's about to be blessed because if they're a member of your church, that means they got the right heart. So they're going to be blessed too. Yeah, that's good. So they're going to be blessed again. So they're going to bring more the next time because they did what he told them to do this time. So okay. again, I got to challenge your thinking. Okay. So at the base of all of this apostle, this is a matter of the heart. This is a matter of your heart. This is a matter of seeking. This is a matter of seeking God in all that we do. And it is a matter of heart because in the heart with which you give it is where your blessing is going to come from. And if every week you give your, your first 10%, of your money to God and your heart is excited about doing that, then that's where your blessing is going to come from. There you go. There if you waking up, I mean, if you get, if you going to church every Sunday and you giving your 10% and feel like now I don't know how I'm going to pay my power bill, but I'm going to give his 10%. That's something different because your heart is not there. And God would rather you give what you can in, from a cheerful place. Girl from a cheerful Ooh. place and be blessed Ooh. in that than giving begrudgingly and receiving nothing. Boom. See, you preached it. You preached it. Well, I'm just trying to break it down for, you know, mm -hmm. my listener, because like I said, I, I know a lot of people who listen to my podcast and this is not a religious podcast. We're addressing, right. we're addressing exactly. something that is uh, a spiritual and a religious matter because it was conversation had on my show about it. And I want mm -hmm. to gain some clarity with my listeners on why I thought the way I thought and just having a man of God that I know is a studied man of God to come and bring some clarity to it about our 10%, about our first 10% of our money and mm -hmm. what we're supposed to be doing with it. So this is a matter of the heart. This is a heart thing. Exactly. This is a heart 1, thing. Yeah. 1000%. And, and that, that in and of that, again, is where we have to take and decide 
are we going to do this God's way or are we going to do this my way? And, and I have the saying at our church, his will, his bill, your way, you pay. <laughs> I've heard it many times, many times. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it's literally that simple. And, and all he wants you to do is do it with this heart, do it with this mindset. And trust me, put, put your faith in me because that, that's what that is. That is showing, see, when you don't acknowledge God about what he says is his, what you're saying is you don't trust him. You're like, whoa, 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 what, what, what do you mean? I'm saying that's saying I don't trust him. So he's telling you, acknowledge me in all your ways. He's telling you, bring me the first 10. But then you don't acknowledge him. And you don't bring him the first 10. Where is your faith? It's not in him because you're not doing what he gave you to do. Faith, faith in its simplest form is agreement. And, you, and we show agreement every day, some kind of way. And we show agreement in many different things. When you went to sit down in the chair that you sat down in, when you went to sit down on the, on the couch that you sat on, you believed that it was going to hold you up. You didn't believe that it was going to collapse and you were going to have to get up off the ground from it. You believed that it was going to hold you. That was faith. That was agreement. Hey, last time I dealt with this chair, it was sturdy. I don't have no problem going and sitting down in it again. Last time you dealt with God, he came through. I don't have no problem trusting him. But if you feel like he didn't come through, you're not putting your faith in it. But then it goes back to, it's a heart matter. Am I really trusting him? Because the book of James tells us that a double-minded man is unstable in all of his ways. Mm. And he says, let not that man think that he's going to receive anything of the Lord. Because if you keep backing off of, you, you going through and saying, Lord, what you want me to do? See, see this, is, this is what people don't pay attention to about Moses. Moses had done everything right to get into the promised land except following one last set of instructions because he had led the children of Israel out of Egypt before. And, and as, as they came to a place of no water, he goes, Lord says, Hey, he, he gets to the Lord and he says, Hey, these folks ready to stone me. They're ready to kill me because they thirsty. What, what you want me to do? Take your rod, go strike the rock. So he goes, strikes the rock, boom, water comes forth. Hallelujah. Everybody's good. Comes to another time that there, there's no water. People ready to stone him again. He goes to the Lord again. The Lord that time tells him, okay, take your rod with you, but this time I need you to speak to the rock. He goes, he gets in front of the people. People still got him ticked off. He's still mad. So he starts talking to the people. Here's your water, you rebels and strikes the rock. And then he has to strike it again. And then the water comes forth. So God blesses the people with the water. But after he gets Moses back, back to the side, look here, you're not going to the promised land because you didn't do what I told you to do. Hmm. And I'm not going to hinder these people from getting water because you wouldn't be obedient to what you said. 
you came to me, you ask me what to do. I tell you to go speak to the rock. You don't speak to it. You strike it twice. <laughs> if we're not going to follow the instructions that God gives us when we go to him, eh, might be missing out on some of our promised places. <laughs> so, 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 so for those that say, well, okay, I'm going to start seeking God. I'm going to start, you know, seeking brother. Please make sure you follow through with the instructions that it gives you. Please, I beg of you, because I don't want you missing out on the best that he's got to bless you with. And that's where the lean not to thine own understanding piece comes in, Major. Because there are times when we feel we've heard the voice of the Lord tell us something and we like, Lord, I don't want to do that. That don't make no sense. We can't. We have to just go be obedient and have faith and trust. Right. Right. Because I don't think exactly. anybody who has ever sought God has not had a moment where they like, God, now I know you ain't saying that. Right. Exactly. I, I know you're not telling me that. Hey, I go through that every week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, nah, you, today? Today. Okay. Fine. I, I, I've learned. Don't make it a long, drawn out thing. Just go Just on go and do, do it. Just go do it. Just go do it. Once you understand what proverbs 10 <clears throat> proverbs 10 and 22 want to read that and then we'll be ready to close out again i i apologize but i don't apologize about using these scriptures because i want to make sure that everybody understands that god's got it set up that he is after your heart towards him not your stuff towards him the blessing of the lord it maketh rich and he addeth no sorrow with it. So anything that we are doing, he wants it to bless us. That includes tithing. But if you are not tithing cheerfully, don't do that because that's not going to be a blessing to you. Do what you do truly from your heart. A cheerful heart, a peaceful heart, and I promise you will begin to see the fullness of how God wants to bless you. And then as he increases you, then you're not going to have a problem giving him a tenth or more of a tenth or all of it or whatever he tells you to do whenever you acknowledge him. So just acknowledge him, do what he's given you to do, and walk in the blessing that he's got for you walking in. Mm, that's good that's good and that's easy that ain't that's not difficult that's not hard to do which is what he says in matthew 11 for all of you who are burdened and heavy laden come unto me and i will give you rest for my yoke is easy, easy. and my burden is light. light and the doors of the church are open <laughs> <laughs> the doors of the church are open apostle thank you so much i appreciate you apostle you know i love you big love you big too my sister yeah you, you, this has truly been a blessing so i'm honored to to be on these three things as it has come into fruition and i know that it's going even farther 
Well, I thank you for that, Apostle. I am Sharana Reeves. I am with Apostle Terry Lyons, Ecclesia Ministries, Murfreesboro, Tennessee. And we'll be right back with these three things. Thanks for listening to this episode of These Three Things Podcast. Here's how you can stay connected after the show. Follow at These Three Things Podcast on Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. On Facebook at These Three Things P. And don't forget to visit our website at These Three Things.com. Be sure to follow, subscribe, and if you like what you've been hearing, leave a review. Hey, we're back. I am Sharana Reeves. I am with Apostle Terry Lyons, and it is time for these three things. Number one, givers give. Do you know someone who you would consider a giver? And I'm talking about that person that you would say, man, they'd give you the shirt off their back. And the person that you're speaking of would actually do it. Or what about that person, you know, that randomly just blesses people and you ask them like, man, why did you do that? And they look at you and say, I don't know. I I just felt led to do it. Take a moment and think about that person. Ask yourself, When have you ever seen that person down or sad? All of the people I know that are givers from a genuine place are always full of joy. They're always upbeat. That joy they have, they pass it on to you in some strange way and you feel better after being in their presence. True givers understand that it's not all about money. They are willing to give their time, expertise and efforts whenever possible. And to be honest with you, I can't recall ever seeing a person that I consider a giver in lack or doing without. They don't promote their giving. They not out here posting their giving and they don't boast about their giving. Givers from what I've experienced live abundant lives. They don't expect life to be perfect. They just know it's all going to be okay. If you've ever wondered how these folk get to live the lives that they live, it's principle, queens. They have no choice but to receive. That's what happens when givers give. Number two, intentional giving. This one is a true story about me. Growing up, I remember always wanting to help other people. I would give money to the homeless, give people a ride across town if they needed it, let people borrow my clothes, have my clothes, donate to any cause without question. Looking back, I saw that come back to me in various ways throughout my life. One day, I read an article that said, Only one to two percent of the donations received actually go to help the people in need. The rest of the money was pocketed by those who created the organizations. I started to notice people I was quick to help and show up for wasn't quick to do the same, not just for me, but for anyone. And if I'm being really transparent here, when I saw a homeless white person on side the road, The current racial divide in this country had me wondering, would that person stop and help me if the shoe was on the other foot? 
and I keep right on driving. I didn't feel good about that, but it's the truth. I became less quick to help others, slow to donate, and started helping only homeless people that looked like me. The condition of my heart had changed, and I didn't like it. I missed the joy I had from helping other people. What I learned is that the joy I felt from helping and giving was coming from a place inside of me that had a heart to help. I had never really looked at it any other way. When I started to lean to my own understanding about other people's actions, responses, and organizations, and the race relations in this country, my heart changed, and I felt my joy left. Apostle Terry Lyons reminded us that we are to seek God before we do anything. And that is exactly what I did. If God said help, I helped. If he urged me to donate, I donated. If he said to give to the man or woman on the corner, regardless of their race, I give. I no longer take concern with what happens once I've done my part. I trust that my seed was sold in good ground. I have my joy and I have my peace. Queens, don't let your own understanding keep you from being the blessing. Seek God on what you do. Then be intentional with your giving. Number three, what you believe. Queens and Kings, Apostle said a lot to us in this episode, and I hope you stayed open to what he shared. I hope this episode freed anyone who was holding on to a tradition, even when it wasn't what you felt led to do. I'm not here to change anyone's spiritual walk, and I'm not here to lead anyone away from their purpose. Y'all know I talk about everything on this show, and I do mean everything. More than anything, I want to see women living lives filled with love and freedom from bondage in all areas of our lives. At the end of the day, the condition of your heart when it comes to tithing and giving is all God is after. I certainly am not trying to change that. If you are a spiritual person, if you are a Bible reader and you read your word, the word says to seek God first. And then all other things shall be added, all of the blessings, which Apostle Terry Lyon shared with us. God desires to bless us. That's why he asked that we seek him first so that we can line ourselves up to be blessed. So regardless of what anyone says, thinks, judges or questions, if in your heart you have sought God about what to do with your tithes and your offerings. And you know that what you're doing is what you were led to do, then by all means, queen and kings, do what you believe and be blessed. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. I'll see you next time for another episode of These Three Things. <laughs>